Hey guys, it's Eric Bowling. I just want to let you know we have a brand new message from our awesome sponsors at Allegiance Gold. Unless you've been living in a cave or under a Hamas tunnel, you know that we're on the verge of a full-blown war. Plus, Biden's policies have left us with financial problems we haven't seen in half a century. Inflation is killing our savings, and we're looking at two possible interest rate hikes that have professionals like Warren Buffett and Jeremy Grantham, who predicted three major crashes, it's got them worried too. This means your savings and your retirement are in serious trouble. Don't risk it. Secure your retirement with Allegiance Gold. Whether you prefer physical gold and silver or simply want to protect your IRA or 401k, you can trust the professionals at Allegiance Gold. They've earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metal industry, and for good reason. The relationships are based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Just this year, central banks brought back 800 tons of gold with China leading the way. This is not an accident. Don't put it off any longer. Go to protectwitheric.com today and download my free wealth protection guide. You can't miss it. It's got my picture right on the front cover. Or you can call 844-714-ERIC, 844-714-ERIC. You can also get up to $5,000 in free silver if your account qualifies. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Protectwitheric.com. Download my free wealth protection guide. That's protectwitheric.com or call 844-714-ERIC. We all fall into one of two camps. There are those that believe Bidenomics is the way forward. And the rest of us who think that's a load of horseshit. <laughs> you want to hear what really great economic ideas sound like? Want to see America back on the road to energy independence? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. This is the Eric Bowling Podcast. Well, welcome everybody. Hey, Linda, how are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, boy. I was watching an amazing telecast last night. I watched probably the best political commentary of the of the cycle last night. Pretty amazing stuff. I mean, I have to say he uh, he crushed it, and it wasn't easy. There was. It's funny, you know. I always, whenever I watch anything that's like going to be like make a lot of noise, I always watch social media at the same time. So, you know, it's like one eyes on the TV and then this is like watching X and Insta and everything. And I was watching the two diabolical sides of our country, right? So the people that love Newsom, hating on DeSantis and vice versa. And then there was a whole other faction of people that were just hating everything because they love Trump. <laughs> That's true. So that like, was the, well, that, we'll get to that, but that was the fallout yeah. today. Uh, you know, but, but during... You know, I was fairly like, is this going to be good or not? Is it going to be interesting? Yeah. First of all, the setup was perfect. No audience. I think it was just such a great idea not to have an audience. Um, it looked like in a, you know, sanctioned debate. Sean did a great job. He did a really, really good job. It was just, it was, it was great TV. I and think it's hard to, Eric, you know, this probably firsthand, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone, especially if it's contentious, it's hard to keep people from talking over one another when you're having a debate that is very sort of like, you know, it looks very um, official, if you will. And it was two governors and it was gubernatorial it was state versus state. But these two, my God, I mean, it, 
one is still had the word out of his mouth where the next one was jumping, jumping, jumping. And I thought to myself, this isn't moderation. This is babysitting. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, it was, was good, he it did was a great really, job. Really, really, really good TV, but the mm-hmm. content that came out was great. Like, so you watch social media the next day and, and the, the, the Trump lovers were, you know, DeSantis will never be, he just proved he'll never be president. He couldn't handle Newsom, the Trump people. Um, I, 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 you know, I think in 20, I think you were looking at 2028. That's what you're looking at right there. And it, it will be interesting because Newsom had nothing to go on. I mean, he's got his, his immigration sucks. His unemployment numbers suck. His inflation numbers sucks. Cost of living, taxes. But somehow he was able to, to sell it. He's a, yeah. he's a, he's a used car slick talking used car salesman who will sell you a, a you know, a, a junker for the price of a Mercedes yep. and, they'll, and you'll buy it because you kind of believe it. And Ron DeSantis, I think, has has the opposite. He has all the things going for him. He has the, the perfect economy in Florida, Second Amendment. He's he's protecting parents' rights in the state. He has everything, but he didn't have that pizzazz, that Newsom. Mm-hmm. If you meld those, you take Newsom's, I don't know, it factor, TV genic mm-hmm. factor and ability to sell stuff and talk and make people believe it with DeSantis's record and his actual successes, man, that's, that's one hell of a politician right there. But- I mean, listen, the bottom line for me is if you liked Obama, vote for Newsom. Yeah. Cause that's Obama. It's yeah. the same exact thing. Yeah, I trusted. The, I didn't like his policy, but I trusted Obama. I, I look at Newsom. Why like, would you trust Obama? Did you not read his autobiographies? I, I did. Oh, wait, let me get rid of that thing. Um, I did. I, I, I mean, when you listen to him, he's a very compelling speaker. Everything he says, I disagree with. Everything, mm-hmm. including when he went to Egypt, University of Cairo, mm-hmm. his first his first speech off off campus US soil was. <laughs> was embarrassing yeah. and apologized for America, but yeah. he delivered it in a way where you're like, oh, this guy's eloquent. Newsom, I don't feel eloquent. I just feel like I'm, mm. I'm being sold something and I can't help myself from being sold it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I, I strongly disagree with you. As far as I'm concerned, you slapping me in the face with a gold glove on or the back of your hand, you're still slapping me in the face. <laughs> I don't give a shit how you're delivering it. You know what I mean? So, you know, Obama was a vapid, you know, human being in a, in a very nice suit. Newsom is the same. Um, I think the difference for me between Obama and Newsom, and just because of the, uh, the circumstances that arose for everyone was COVID. And so his behavior during COVID, I could give a crap about the French laundry dinners and the vineyards. I don't care about that. What I really cared about was the school stuff for the kids and just, you know, the vaccine mandates, the mask mandates, the school stuff that was going on, you know, there were so many opportunities for children to be abused. And, and it really, um, it really affected me deeply. And I just thought you're a parent, your kids go to private school. So you're unaffected. Exactly. You know, and I just, I don't know. It was just a bridge too far. I feel like Ron walks the walk, Mm -hmm. you know, so so I had a conversation with someone this morning. Mm. Actually, I'll tell you, it was Greg Kelly. And he's oh, a, great. He straight up and down. Salt you know, of the earth. He's, he's Trump, Trump, Trump. And mm-hmm. he calls me. He said, what do you think? I said, it was a great debate. It was a great 
an hour of content that I just really enjoyed watching. So, neither one of those guys were ever going to be president. And I was like, well, you know, 2028. He's like, I don't care. And, he, and he's like, DeSantis sucks. He's never going to be president. And I said, Greg, I live in this state. I mm-hmm. live in Florida. Mm-hmm. He got, uh, you know, uh, uh, not required to have a, a license for, for a carry. Um, he's like, that was around. I go, no, no, he actually got it done in, in July of this year. Uh, I said, he protects parents. CRT is not in the schools. Uh, taxes are zero. The state, and, and, and I'm going on and on. I said, you know what the problem with DeSantis is? Like everything he does behind a closed door in the governor's office is amazing. It's, you know, scores a hundred on the conservative scale. Yeah. But put him in front of a camera or a group of people, he falls apart. He just doesn't. He doesn't translate, nervous. right. It's not no, but I think this was, he's trying to be everyone's president, and he mm-hmm. doesn't need to be. He's not trying to be everyone's governor in Florida. He's just governing the shit out of the state, and it's yeah. working. If he just took the same mentality and did it when he stood in front of people, mm-hmm. but for some reason he must have people talking to him like, don't be too harsh, don't be too this, don't be – and that doesn't – didn't. Trump never was like that. Yeah, but I'm not he, suggesting DeSantis 2024. Mm-hmm. I'm saying DeSantis 2028. My feeling on DeSantis is as follows. I love him. I thought he was an amazing congressman. I think that he is an amazing, um, I think that he is an amazing father. I think he's a dedicated husband. I think there's a lot of people that would say, you know, the way that he lives his life is the way that he talks. The problem for, for Ron, in my opinion, Governor DeSantis, is um, that he doesn't translate on camera because he is not a man of words. He is a man of action. So if you're looking for somebody to get shit done, that's great. Number two is, and you nailed it, there's people in his ear telling him to be X, Y, and Z. And it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with Trump. Don't do this because Trump does it like this. Don't do this because it'll seem like you're trying to be like Trump. Do this because it's not like Trump. How about, don't worry about Trump. Right. Do you, whatever that is. And just be true to oneself and it'll be fine. At the end of the day, it's Trump's to lose. The nation wanted two terms of Trump. We can talk about why or why not that didn't happen. It doesn't really matter for 2024. They want Trump. And that's all there is to it. And they're doing everything they can to sideline him and malign him and to do whatever they can to bring down the Trump rant. And they can't do it. That's what's... That's what's amazing. So what do they do? They Then they say, oh, well, we hate Governor DeSantis because he's a traitor to Trump. What are you talking about? Leave it's If they have nothing to do with each other. Now you want to talk about his height? Really? That's where we're, that's where we're at? The nation is falling apart? So, so that's not – so <laughs> he wears cowboy boots. Who say. cares? <laughs> like, well, I'm wondering if he's wearing cowboy boots so he has high. I, I'm like, forget what people perceive. If right. things are too short, then fuck, fuck him. Yeah. You know, I told him directly on TV. He was. We were talking about that, and I said, "Why are they so hung up on your on your height and your heels?" He's like, ah, "Blah blah blah." I go, Governor. Next time someone asks you how tall you are. Say, it doesn't matter how tall I am, because when I stand on my successful policies in Florida, I'm six foot ten. <laughs> That's great. But he, he doesn't have that, that gravitas of, just look what I did. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and look at my, look at my success. Florida is amazing. Mm-hmm. The economy is ripping. Mm-hmm. The, it, it, 
the unemployment rate is low. Taxes so are you know smart. what? The answer is the answer is they have to pick on my shoes because that's all they have. That's all they have. Yeah. It's all they have. What else are they going to pick on? My beautiful wife, my beautiful children. What a great job I'm doing. How I protect my constituents. It's going to be a hard. Oh, because you served your country because you were willing to lay down your life for a stranger. I'm like, what do you got? You got nothing on him. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, the guy is, I, I have such a love for that man and mm-hmm. that him and his wife are willing to go through this process with little kids. I'm like, mm, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. And it's like, the, you know, I really want him to have his Elon Musk moment. <laughs> I do. I want him to have it. Go fuck yourself. You know what that was? You know what that was? What was it? That was a person with fuck you money who knows how to use it. Maybe the only person who's ever used fuck you money properly. And not only that, to somebody who really deserves it. <laughs> it I'm was, like, why don't you go worry about the pedophilia you got going on at Walt Disney World and yeah. all the freak shows you got taken over, you know, the greatest and smallest place on earth? Why don't you talk about that as Walt Disney rises from his grave as you destroy everything that it is? And don't worry about Elon Musk. He's doing just fine. He doesn't need you. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, I don't need you. It would be nice if we could come together and and be in a place. You know, I always remember this when when Jack said this when he started Twitter. And I'll never forget this. I was at a conservative dinner uh, with my dear friend, Ron Christie, who used to work for President Bush. And Jack Dorsey was there. And we were seated next to each other. And he said to me, um, he said, you know, I started this company because I wanted people to be short and sweet and just get to their point and talk. And I'm like, I love that. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And he goes, it just didn't work out that way. It's like, <laughs> it's just not going as planned. And I just, it was something very, I don't know, authentic about that. Yeah. It was very true. And my heart kind of hurt for him. Cause he was like, yeah, it's not going so great. I'm like, yeah, America sucks. You know, the world gets crazy and they liked it. It's Twitter's, like, Twitter's a tough, a tough place. But you look at, I mean, even today, right? Like we're, we're, the day we're doing this show, you know, um, Congressman Santos has been expelled from Congress. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about this man and I feel grateful that I don't. Putting that aside, this is a Congress, both bodies, House and Senate. These people are unable to impeach Mayorkas. Yep. They are unable to pass a bill to fund our closest ally in the Middle East, Israel, during the time of war. We can't get rid of Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib screaming for the extermination. Or Eric Swalwell. Oh, forget about it. Chinese spies. I mean, I just, it goes on and on and on. But this guy. But that's the problem. This happened because the Republicans don't circle the wagon and fight for themselves the way Democrats do. Exactly right. It's really, it really is a problem where you get to that spot and you realize that we are, you know, I was, I was reading this the other day about um, James Comer and Jim Jordan and all these people. And there's a lot of this while they are having the hearings and doing things and pushing, nothing is coming from it. So sure. It's great. You know, like, oh, you're going to have Hunter Biden in front of Congress? Great. If we do a poll today, would you like to see Hunter Biden in front of Congress? I guarantee you 99% of people would say, absolutely not. It's a two-tiered system. Nothing's going to happen, and it's going to cost the taxpayers more money. So why do we give a shit? I don't know. Do we? 
Yeah, because they're doing it behind closed doors at first. Same way mm-hmm. Jamie Raskin mm-hmm. and Adam Schiff did to Trump. They went behind closed doors. They peppered everyone. They got a bunch of information. And then they said, okay, let's go. Let's do it in front of the, the cameras, in front of the, the public. Right. And they have all that information here. So they, they'll, they'll catch them lying. They'll catch them changing stories. I mean, I think we need to see it. I want to see it. Listen, I want to see it because it is my life. Politics is my life. I love it. I want to see it. And I would love nothing better than to see this crackhead who likes to take little kids into, you know, hotel rooms and pay them for sex go down in the, you know, the burning flames of hell. That's what I would like. I don't think that my reasoning is the same as everybody else's, but, you know, it might be. Maybe it would be nice if it was. I would actually be so encouraged by. Although, you know, Americans surprise me. Every time I think I've seen the thing, I'm like, oh, it's the worst of humanity. Five seconds later, like, you know, the Rockefeller tree, tree lighting. And we got people standing with the Palestinian flags. And I'm like, God help me if I was there. I would have been one of those people in a brawl fighting with my hands to push back and rip that flag out of that guy's hands, break it in half and set it on fire. Right. right. You know, like that's where you're not allowed to set the Palestinian flag on fire. No, no, only, no, no, no. only American flag. Only American flag. Only- <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. Like- someone, someone desecrated a BLM flag and like got nailed. I can't remember where it was. Oh my God, it's insane. Like, but we're protecting these, liberal nut jobs on college campuses, the burning the flag and shredding the flag all over the place. I am telling you right now, I was looking in uh, London because obviously you're looking at Sweden. You're looking at the streets of London. You're looking at the streets of Spain. I mean, there are these mass revolutions, right? So these nations that are nationalist, right? First, you know, they are having these really strong sort of parades of people and socialism is like getting crushed. Then you look at New York city you look at London. I mean, I saw these women walking down the street, head to toe burkas. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys look super free. You look great. I love it. <laughs> Is it silk? It's really nice. Like, can you imagine? I cannot imagine getting up every day and the only thing everybody sees is from here to here. What? Oh, I have to cover myself because my beauty excites you. That's a me problem. Really? Excites the filthy animal men who when once they get out of their Arab world and come over to New York, especially during your UN, they can't get enough prostitutes and crystal champagne, all the things that they're not supposed to, all the things they're not supposed to do. Anywho. But my point in being is that, you know, I think full circle back to Ron Trump Newsom, you know, I think that there is a real hunger for direction and there's a real hunger for leadership. We don't have it right now. I mean, putting all else aside, I mean, really, you're trying to see if Joe Biden can put some words together that make sense. You mean Congressman Trump? <laughs> like he said, I thought it was a Babylon article. No. I'm like, this can't be real. No. He, in midst of bumbling about the nuclear codes, making a joke about it, then he was referencing Trump and he said, Congressman Trump. How do you feel about the J6 tapes? Any feeling on that? All the evidence disappearing? That's pretty interesting to me. I'm like, Cassidy Hutchinson has changed her story, but all of her, um, all of her tapes are gone. I'm like, okay, there's nothing weird about that. Totally fine. Here's what I want. I want, I want the Epstein 
files to be <laughs> released. So tell me what you think about Epstein. I want, I would love to know your thoughts on this. Love. Well, I, clearly the most powerful people in the world are on that list and they don't, they're doing whatever they can to make sure it doesn't get published and we need to see it. I mean, we deserve to see it. Who do you, th- so, okay. In a land of complete and, and, uh, utter obsession with our phones and our video cameras and recording, recording, recording. We have to record everything. Everything's recorded forever, ever and ever. We have, no one has any tapes of this except for one master tape. Like, I just don't get it. Who has it? No idea. No clue. No idea. Jusane Maxwell has it. But But I'm saying like, of all people to to still be alive, why didn't they kill her? She's in prison. Like, what's going on? Maybe she was smart enough to have a, you know, one of those default, you know, like you see in a spy movie. Like, right, right. If I die, these tapes will go live. There's, a, you know, four but levels. Do you, you think Epstein had that? I mean, of I all people. I think there's, I'm sure, there, you know, he, they kept a book. He's like, this is the, you know. This is the master list. One, and, uh, you know, right. whoever else likes this one. Dersh prefers that one over there. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, literally, there is a list of people coming out on all social media. And I don't know if you saw in the last week, week, yeah, week, give or take. Do you remember like on, um, I think it was MTV Cribs. And then they had VH1 had a show called, it's like similar to Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Right, okay. It was all Epstein's Island. Uh. So it's 35 minutes of Jeffrey Epstein's Island and it's like all the people that go there and they have like all the logs and all the things. And I guess it was before they had um, publicly deciphered what it actually was. Yep. And it's like, I mean, it's the who's who it's Kevin Spacey. It's Chris Tucker. It's, you know, um, all of the BlackRock executives. It's, I mean, it's pretty bad. So anywho, but long story short, they go through 35 minutes of all the places, right? They've got pictures of Ghislaine, like with Bill Gates. And yeah. like, I'm like, oh, what? I'm pretty sure that's what broke up the Gates marriage finally, right? Because it went public that he was a frequenter of, of, of Lolita Express and Epstein Island. I, mean, I think she always knew, but I think once it went public, she couldn't deal with it anymore. I don't know. I'm guessing. I think so that's so let's just say the list comes out. What happens? We know who the creeps are. And we do what? I don't know. What Clinton will have all the ones he wants killed, and what the, the Clinton body count uh, website will expand. We don't even. Know, we still don't know what happened to the Obama chef. Yeah, well, I mean that's another weird story out there in the ocean. And then, like you know, the nine one one call is released, and nobody says a word. I'm like, okay, so the the guy's on the phone with nine one one. He's like, yeah, we may we may need an ambulance. We may. We're not sure. What? Who, who has ever called 911 and, dude, you're in distress. Send everybody. Send them all. Send all the people who know all the things. This is this guy's like, yeah, you know, just you know, bring a body bag and, uh, you know. And by the way, we go to Mar-a-Lago when Trump's there. The Secret Service is circling the place. Right. Thank you. Well said. It was Secret Service that called 911. So Secret Service, most of whom are police officers, for the most part, or FBI agents, or have done both at one time, will say, 
hey man, we got a blah 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 code, da da da. This guy's like, yeah, the gate's open. Just you know, come on in. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And then the witness is Obama himself. I'm sorry, no one else thinks this is weird. No one wants oh, to talk yeah. about this. Okay, we'll just leave it alone. Just let it go. It's fine. Moving on. Anyways, what else? What else should we hit today? We've got the holidays upon us. Everything sucks. Everyone's insane. That's it. You know, I saw KJP. This is this is really wild. Pete Ducey actually asked her, like, oh, you know, you're saying inflation's coming down. And, right. And then Biden was literally doing the, the Colorado Bidenomics tour. Right. And inflation's down 63%. It is from nine to three, but what they're not telling you, and they, I don't think, and, and the problem is I don't think there's any journalists who understand it enough to push back. Mm-hmm. When they say inflation's down from nine to three, it doesn't mean inflation's going down. It doesn't mean prices are going down. And KJP said that. She said prices are coming down. They're not coming down. They've never come down under Biden. Not one single month that they come down nope. under Biden. They've gone up, up, up. Yes, the rate of projection of up is slowing down, but that doesn't mean they're coming down. So 9% last year, that's your new base. 3% above 9% last year. Go back two years, you're up. You know, more than 12% because of the, it's not exactly a 12%, but it's, but the point is they don't even understand it no. themselves. And the, and the reporters in the room in the briefing room were like, okay, prices are coming down. And they're not, they never have. It's incredible. And the point, again, week after week, I'm talking about it. Well, you know what happened since we last spoke in the mm. last week? Gold exceeded $2,000 an ounce for the first time in like, I don't know, a few years. It's $2,015, $2,020 an ounce. It, it, it's, these are you know approaching record high gold prices because everything we've been saying here is true. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they're saying on TV. It doesn't matter what Biden is saying about inflation. He's lying. Yeah. The reality is inflation is still ripping your face off. It's ripping your <laughs> face off. It's not going down. It's going up at a slower rate than before. And the people who know, the people on Wall Street, they know. Yeah, they know. And, and, go. and so if you're, how many, how many weeks have we been doing this? 12 weeks or so, whatever. You bought gold then and you bought it every week you buy gold. You're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying here. I will tell you this, which I thought was very interesting to your point. You know, gold has never failed us, right? It's a tangible asset. It's a good asset. Something you should have in your portfolio if you're looking for security. Then you look at KJP's statement. I mean, we know she's dumber than shit. It's, this isn't really up for debate. I don't even think liberals can defend her. So then you put that as your blanket statement. Then you look at Biden's own agricultural department that does a line by line examination of the current agricultural status last year and this year and their projections for next year. Not only is it increasing, it's increasing exponentially. They're making landmark increases in everything, whether it's eggs, milk, poultry, doesn't matter what it is. And the cost of living, you know, that COLA number that you talk about, if you have any sort of baseline understanding of the economy, everything is increasing. Your your basic uh, sundries, if you will, the staples that you put in your home for your kids and your family, you can't afford them. And now this woman has the audacity to stand up there and tell you that things are cheaper. I'm like, oh, you think that gas and oil is cheaper? Well, maybe that's because you're allowing... Iran, whom you sanctioned to sell oil to it's the United States. No, but that matter. does matter. It, that it, does it, matter. But, but the, it's a blatant lie. Her of course it's a lie. She said was, and Biden said it in a different way to cover. He said it where he was just spinning 
the statistics. He did the Thanksgiving he dinner. Lied. He said inflation is 66% lower. Yeah, it's 66% lower than the highest. From the highest been. high. From the highest high. But it's still substantially higher than it's than ever been. Took over. Yeah. There's never been a single month when prices have come down under Biden. Not one single nope. month. So this idea that it, prices are coming down is a... I always use the staples because that's where people can really kind of like they can dig in. So I'll say, okay, so under President Trump, four years, you never paid above $3 a gallon for gas. Never. There you go. Is it, can you tell me that about Biden? No, of course you can't. And even if they tried, the reasoning for why it would be lower, they wouldn't understand or they wouldn't know or they don't care. They don't care. That's it. They don't care because it's too you complicated. Drill. You can't really. You, you know, drill. I got shit to do. I got videos to watch on TikTok. I do not have time to learn about sanctions on Iran. Have a nice day. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe that's it. Well, for those of the people in our audience that do use their brain, we thank you and we invite you to buy gold <laughs> and diversify your portfolio you have today. To. today. You absolutely have to. Today. It's, it's, your, your, your investments, your savings are being eroded by inflation. Literally. You don't Not have to lift the finger, your dollar, your value, your bank accounts being worth less and less on stuff you can actually buy unless you own gold to hedge that slide. And you have to. I do. Yeah. I do too. All right, my friend. Great week. Another great, great job. Week. See you next week.